0: Brad and Court Talk Sci-Fi's Van Helsing, presented by PureFandom.com.
1: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad.
0: And I'm Court. How's that beautiful, desolate world treating you guys this week? If you're listening, you survived. Congratulations. Tonight, we're back to discuss that Crazy Pants episode that we just watched.
1: Crazy is right. Thanks a lot, Barry Allen. Really? You're just going to cross the streams like that? What? I mean, come on. Van Helsing had Harrison Wells on tonight, and I swear that accent was straight up Earth-17 or something.
0: It was. And I do get a kick out of seeing Tom Cavanaugh. He is Bay. If you don't know who he is, that was Micah. The actor also plays many different versions of one of my favorite characters on CW's The Flash. Dick Wells, Harry Wells,
1: Harrison. Totally love that guy. Tonight's episode was so well done. We actually had a special guest drop in to discuss the twist her arc has taken throughout the season. As a matter of fact, she gave us some amazing insight into what exactly Doc was thinking when Axel died last week. (laughs) And if her character has reached rock bottom.
0: She has. (laughs) Oh, man. That's right. We talked to Rakia Bernard and we had a lot of fun just dissecting the character and trying to figure out where the character goes from now. I'm just, I'm
1: still so upset. I know she was. I mean, so she upset. she
0: gave me some peace.
1: I I I her acting last week was amazing. I love that I felt every bit of it. But anyhow, that interview will actually be posted tonight after this one. So be sure to check out your favorite podcatcher.
0: And if all else fails, you can always find us on the Pure Fandom website and just search for Brad and Court Talk. You'll find all of our podcasts there, and um, you'll have the interview with Verkia Bernard.
1: Yes, you will. And before we break down this episode, just want to remind everybody, head on over to PureFandom.com. There's a lot of other great writers over there, and if there's a show or movie that you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. So, Court, tell the good people how they can reach us.
0: Well, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Jindev, and he's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Peer Fandom as well just to keep up to date on the latest articles as they're being posted. Also, check out Peer Fandom on Facebook and um, just let them know what fandoms you're most interested in hearing or reading about. I swear those guys are just churning it out. I think Teen Wolf came back this week, and there are a lot of different shows, uh, and they're covering The Walking Dead, too and uh, Westworld
1: as well. Yeah, we got a lot of new writers showing up over there too. We do. If there's something that you want to know about, post it out there. We'll probably got somebody who will take up the uh, torch and start going with it.
0: For sure. All they want to know is that somebody is willing to listen to us babble about it. You
1: know, we love to talk. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and other people love to write. So there's a yes. combination of everything going on.
0: Yes. Yes. And if you like Facebook and you like Facebook groups, we've got the perfect thing for you. We have a Facebook group for sci-fi Sven housing. Just search for us uh, on You know, Facebook, Sci-Fi, Van Helsing, Peer Fandom, and join the group and like just join in on the discussion. Uh, I try to live tweet during the episodes, and I also try to post as well on Facebook during the episodes. We have a bunch of people that just hang out there, and we like to chat about what's going on in the episode. And if we can, we try to drop in any special exclusive items that we might receive during the week we have actors and other crew members that'll drop by and they'll give us like behind the scenes intel and details i actually have something to talk about later from our good buddy roland also known as scab so just definitely join us we are looking forward to chatting with you guys So, this week's episode, it was, oh my God, we're on 110 already.
1: Yes, That means we
0: have, what, three episodes left?
1: That's right. That also means that Thanksgiving's right around the corner, and the end of the year's coming up also.
0: I'm ready for the end of the year.
1: We'll be into a new season.
0: (laughs) Yes, we will. We'll be into a new season and lots of different shows that we like to watch in the winter. So, this episode was 110. It was titled Stay Away. It was directed by Simon Barry and written by Jonathan Walker. So this week's episode, we saw the aftermath of what Doc did. Not to Axel, but I guess he got bitten and she left him there. And Vanessa, of course, is no dummy and it doesn't take her long to figure things out. And the group on the road, they meet some pretty interesting characters.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the difference between feeders and ferals. The ferals are just going to eat off of you, and they're going to eat you. You know, the feeders, they can turn you if they want to. They're not all crazy like Gorman was, but, you know, Gorman just had to go get his mother sucker, and yeah, there you go. So after a brutal episode last week, this episode took it down a notch. Well, not really, since there was some really underlying brutality going on, and we didn't see all of that. We just found out about it as time went along.
0: Oh, yeah. Although I was suspicious throughout.
1: Like, this is too perfect. Oh, very much so. And right off the bat, did you notice that when they were surrounded by the vamps, Doc is, you know, useless in the fighting. She can save people, but she can't save herself. And we talked about this with She Doc isn't the type of person that would actually make it through the whole entire apocalypse. But she can help everybody else out I mean she's basically the whole entire thing she's been living in the hospital so she doesn't have that skill set that everybody else had
0: right she's never had to try to survive on her own she always had Axel to take care of her and the other army guys and now she's got Vanessa
1: but now they're in the Eden psychotherapy room of fun
0: (laughs) all right so the group runs into Sir Lancelot and King Arthur and Harrison (laughs) Wells And the lots of pregnant chicks that drink Kool Aid.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit lost on this whole entire thing, and you could tell everybody else was. Why are all these pregnant people here? And no, everybody's wearing white clothes. Everybody's nice and clean.
0: Well, but, and the fact that they were in a psychiatric ward that that kind of tipped everything for me. Like, oh, these people are nuts.
1: Yeah, that can't be good. But still, why are they all clean? And this isn't you know, things aren't good. So right off the bat, we know things are weird because after Muhammad runs across Emma, who's out all by herself without anything, and she's, you know, getting berries and stuff, she walks right in front of two feeders. And they're like, yeah, whatevs. And even Muhammad's like, okay, that was a little weird. Of course, my initial thought was, wow, that's kind of bright out there. I don't know how that's the, the sun's working as much. It seemed a little bit brighter than normal, but... I don't know, but he made it back to the, to Eden, ate the wrong mushrooms. Of course, that always goes bad for people. Never eat the mushrooms. Just saying.
0: So he ate the, I was a little worried about Muhammad. So he disappears with Emma last week. And of course, like we think he's going to get a little something, something possibly who knows, who cares. But this week we come back and Sam makes it to the village with everybody else. Uh, The psychiatric ward with everybody else. All these people are dressed in white and they seem creepy just because you should not be this happy in the middle of a vampire apocalypse and you shouldn't be this healthy. You're just out in the open. We saw what what Axel did. Like he had everything booby-tracked to the health and these people are just living out to the open. And so we see these people. Sam is there. All of a sudden he sees the Nirvana T-shirt and you're like, wait a minute. And I literally thought – how many Nirvana t-shirts could there be in the world after the vampire apocalypse? No, Muhammad's there somewhere. Or did they do something to him? I'm scared. And so Sam starts following that guy. And of course, he gets locked up. And I'm like, what did they do to Muhammad? I'm so
1: confused. I was kind of interested about that. The guy automatically assumes, okay, we're just going to lock you up because you're following me around. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of interesting. But he gets locked up. And then Sam does the first thing that, you know, while you're locked up, you need to look around and see what's in there with you. And he finds the pictures of Micah and Magdalene that we find out later. She knows she's the vampire that was coming to get their offerings that they were giving up. I found that very interesting because it just shows that she rose to a place of power kind of really quickly. Mm -hmm. versus how some of the other ones have gone. Of course, we don't know about flesh because Susan mentions flesh being, you know, somebody of an importance. Right. But we never expand on that much.
0: Right. And so my question, uh, one of my questions was, uh, Micah has this deal with Magdalene and Julius to provide blood, right? Right. So wouldn't flesh have known about Micah and the blood?
1: Not necessarily. And we... Because, one, he's in the city, so he wouldn't have known. I don't think that Magdalene and Julius are on the same page. It almost seemed like she was in a separate group. She's outside the city. Julius is inside the city.
0: So yeah. So that, wa- that wasn't her at the beginning of the episode with the other two vampires.
1: Yes, that was her. Okay.
0: So she had some secret deal just to have all the babies.
1: Exactly. That's what I was going with. She's just Gross. out doing her own thing, you know.
0: I yes, would like was. to think that Julius would not be okay with the killing of the babies and that Rebecca would be pissed about the killing of the babies.
1: I don't think Julius would care about the killing of the babies. He'd be eating on a baby leg.
0: I don't think so. I think
1: I'd like would. I'd like to think
0: that that's a line he would not cross.
1: I, I see Julius eating the baby leg.
0: <laughs> ew, Brad, Just sitting ew. Just sit they're going,
1: baby, the other, other white meat.
0: All right, we're going to move on because that was wrong. Austin Powers, <laughs> come
1: on. <laughs> Uh, Get in my belly. Idiot.
0: Yeah. Like, what did these people think was happening? Where did they think the kids were going? Well, so, we get there, and our group is like, this is weird. You see all these bellies? Like, they were saying all the stuff I was thinking. They were really on it this week, and I was so happy with them. So, we saw all the pregnant bellies running around, and I just thought Mr. Harrison Wells, I'm sorry, Micah, had himself a little commune going on, and they were having the Kool-Aid, and like, it was all that stuff, but there were no kids. So, you're like, okay, so where are they, where are they sending the kids? Where exactly? Where is this safe place that the resistance can bring their children to to
1: go away. Like, I'm confused. And that's the part that got me. I was like, you're buying the fact that the resistance took Seattle. So, as soon as they say, you know, the resistance took Seattle, and they're all like, uh, no. They really <laughs> didn't. Not there. even close. And, you know, they're making babies so they can repopulate the earth and all this. And everybody's just fine with that. No one's questioning anything because... You look at it, and this is how the people get brainwashed in this stuff. You're, you're living the life. You don't really have anything to fear. You're, you know do some blood donations, I guess, to keep the natives happy. And then after you have your baby, I'm trying to figure out who's knocking up these women, too. That was a question that I had. After they have their babies, they go off to live with their you know, families in Seattle. No one's coming back to say, no, it's not happening, because they're not making it there. Yeah, because they're dead. So who's getting all these women pregnant?
0: See, I I thought they were coming from the resistance. So somehow they were getting smuggled out. Like the resistance, they thought it was a safe haven, and they thought it was a safe place to go to have their babies. So they went there, and then they had the babies, and then they were going where? So which part of the resistance were they? Because if they were the resistance from Seattle, they would have known to there was nothing happening good in see, Seattle.
1: I must have missed that part thing were
0: they the res- sure. resistance on the boat? Uh I don't think like, I think I missed that boat. too
1: no, I see, I didn't catch that part on it, so maybe i maybe I missed something on there, but we did find out that there are different groups of the resistance inside the city and outside the city, so it very possibly could have been that Micah was pretending to be part of the resistance. Mm -hmm. And no one knew except, you know, whoever was talking to him. He had his own deal going on with his wife, which I found very interesting. And then they did have in Vanessa's new interest, the shirtless guy.
0: Oh, I was very, very (laughs) confused. Like, last week, Vanessa and Susan were apparently a thing. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. Good good for them. And then this week, Susan, who...
1: Uh-huh and I was waiting while they were making out for Susan to come up and just, you know, beat beat him down or something. I was like
0: Right, cuz I'm like that was out of nowhere. I was really confused about that initially, but I was on board with her with that cuz he was hot. Well, like he was real hot. So I understand. But she was like really super into him. Like she she was making eyes at him like, "Oh, I am so in love with you right now. Come with me." <laughs> I was like,
1: "What the hell?" <laughs> I yeah, I in the whole Susan Vanessa thing, I think Susan's more into it than Vanessa is, and she's just like, "You're my friend. I'm, you, you know, we're all here."
0: And that's messed up because Vanessa's the one that kissed her,
1: right? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. Just you know, as they're there, but they had been drinking that night, but that doesn't really count either because Vanessa wasn't the one getting drunk with anything. I don't know.
0: So, question for you: okay. Do you think whatever? lured her or pulled her to Sir Lancelot I can't remember his name right now was whatever like is in her for like her her vampire special blood because we saw her kissing him and like she was really into it and then she bit him like and she she wouldn't she didn't do it of her own volition she just did it instinctively
1: right yeah when she bit Theo so maybe there's a reason behind that because he's someone different than Susan I mean it's, it's a good chance I mean she does have her own thing going on when it was wh- what she's dealing with the vampire inside of her
0: right and we know already now that um Flesh, doc and susan like we know vampires hate the taste of their blood like they're they're not human anymore but they're not vampire there's mm. something in between
1: right there's a lot so does
0: vanessa have a craving for the blood
1: I don't know what we haven't seen her really just go after somebody to eat it, but we have seen her bite other people. I mean, yeah. she did be she did bite Susan and on you know when she turned her originally. She doesn't seem to have any problem biting people, so who knows? I guess we'll find out a little bit more about that later on. Sam, after he got out, finds Muhammad, right? Mm-hmm. And in comes the guy who locks him up, who Sam immediately kills. (laughs) To to Mohammed going, no, he's good. No, oh, you just stabby-stabbied him a lot.
0: (laughs) So I didn't connect all the dots. For a second there, I was like, oh my God, Sam's the serial killer. What is he doing? I'm so confused. Sam, stop it. Like, don't be the killer because I like your character. Mm -hmm.
1: Initially, I thought that the pictures that he was seeing, and this was just the initial thing, I thought it was – he had Micah, and I honestly thought that woman was Rebecca for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Rebecca just changed her hair. But, no, it was – we found out Magdalene, and that's how Sam knows that things are not going the way they say they're going. Mm-hmm. And he steps up and makes it happen, and then they kind of confront uh, Micah after they all talk to Vanessa, and things don't really work out that well either. Not for Micah. No, not at all.
0: Like, he he actually got it from the back.
1: Mm-hmm. A- like, after, that was really gross. Well, it was after his people find out that he's been, you know, giving babies and blood to the vampires and they're not going anywhere, they decide that's not going to happen. Because he had already talked. Well, Flesh killed him, which was really interesting. Because Flesh, he did the psychotherapy thing on him. And Flesh came <laughs> clean with... You know everything that he was telling him.
0: So before the apocalypse, do we think that Micah was involved with Scientology? (laughs) Because like the way he treats Flash, like he gets his secrets and then he like he almost blackmails him with it.
1: Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that was Scientology. I would say that's just somebody talking who can who can talk and get the information out of people that they want to tell.
0: Well, I mean, Harry Wells is very charismatic.
1: And he's, he's basically pl- playing like the priest role or whatever. You can tell me the priest-therapist role, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he worked in the institution beforehand. So there's a, he has a good background to conf- convince people what they're doing is right and also get them to you know, tell the truth to him and everything else so he doesn't have any secrets. So I just think he talked to Flash flesh and said... You know, I can see you're really hurting. Just tell me everything, and we'll go ahead, and we can move forward from here. Because while this is burdening you down, you're not going to be able to be whole as a person. You need to, you know, let this out. Tell me everything. I won't tell anybody about your uh, cravings that you wanted to kill your family before you got turned into a vampire.
0: Like who expected that? I didn't. And I have a question now. So when you become a vampire, like do your deepest desires get amplified? Like for him, he wanted to kill his kids, which is insanely crazy. And so he goes home and like, that's what he does. And he lets his wife live. He didn't crave killing her. He craved killing the kids. And, um, we know from our interview with, uh, a uh, little spoiler for the interview. Um, doc craves being alone she is the ultimate introvert and Mm -hmm. so whatever whatever it was about being a vampire like it fills you up she was telling us and like you you feel complete and you're you're alone in your head i guess
1: and it also so, takes away all the fear and everything else that she had too.
0: See, and that's why I thought she went to uh, Magdalene to make that deal. I had no idea about that other part of her psychology. I thought she went to go become a vampire again so that she wouldn't feel that guilt anymore, so that she would stop thinking about what she did to Axel.
1: Exactly, that's what I was thinking too. And and, and but that's yeah. Well, Rukia
0: blew my mind. Yeah, I had, <laughs> Rekia, I,
1: honestly, people, you got to listen to the interview with Rikia because there's a lot of stuff in there that you may not have caught in the episode because we didn't catch it. And yeah. we we're just like, eh, that was interesting. And don't forget all the dead baby skeletons all over. There. <gasps> oh
0: my God. Like that, like you have really reached rock bottom woman. So she goes to Magdalene to betray the group. Like Vanessa had already kicked her out. So she's had, she's had early in the episode. She had that moment where she kind of semi confessed what she did. Although Vanessa more so, she kind of guessed. It's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, he was alive? You left him. You shut the door, didn't you? She, and she was like, yeah. She's like, I don't care what you do. You can stay here, but you're not coming with us.
1: Yeah, I may have shut the door just a little tiny bit.
0: Yeah, but like you were saying, she really didn't have a choice. No, yes, she did. I, I, but but it happened, and it's over.
1: I don't honestly think she had a choice. I think that she was being doc. At that point in time. Right. Doc is scared of everything. I mean, she's scared of a lot of things.
0: And human nature. Like, if something's coming at you and you think you need to run, you're going to preserve yourself and you're going to run.
1: Yeah. And if you look back and watch the episode, the first episode, or (laughs) the first or second episode, when we had to flashback uh, about what really happened with Smitty. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. She's yeah. freaking out. She has the same facial. She's doing she's acting the whole part out as well. She's like, yeah. No, 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 no. No. And she was waiting for Axel and she would have let him out, but as soon as Gorman started running towards him, Axel was already doing horribly bad from the radiation. Yeah, just, that, was, that was the fight or flight right there. She,
0: yeah. Like, if she could have walked away from that door in both situations without closing the door, if she could have walked away without endangering herself, like, I think she she wouldn't have closed that door. Like, but Axel had a vampire on his tail, and there was no way for her to get to safety immediately without closing that door, unfortunately.
1: Right. Yeah, because Gorman would have made it through the door either way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that was an amazing moment. You you have to listen to the podcast. Rikia, she just walked us through it and what she was thinking about in that moment. Oh, my God. It was great. Yeah. A lot of. So, and love then love. she takes this into her, her head for that final scene surrounded by the dead babies. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so crushed for her. Like, people are very upset uh, with Rikia right now. But you can't be upset with the actor for what? The characters doing like she didn't write it. She's she's upset too. Like actors, when they lose um, castmates, like that hurts them. They, they, these are people they've been working with for a very long time, or you know, like they as they got as they've gotten to know their characters, and as they've bonded with the other characters around them, they're bonding with these other cast members. So. Like, just be careful. I know it's very tempting on social media. We like to voice our thoughts and, like, voice our thoughts to the actors because they seem so close to us. But just be careful that when you're doing it, you're not attacking this actor who's just basically completed something she was was supposed to do for a job. It was something that was written for her. So go easy on Rakia. Like, it it wasn't her fault
1: of what Doc did. And she, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give it away. You have to listen to the interview to find out more. Yeah. And she, there's, we had deep, deep conversation about this. So it was, yeah. yeah.
0: She she talked me down, guys. She did. Because yep. I, I wasn't upset with her. I was just so sad about Axel because you guys know I'm a huge Axel dock shipper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very sad.
1: One of the things that we uh, need to talk about, too, before we wrap this up mm-hmm. is Shima. So yes. Rebecca does her little sadistic oh thing that she does, mm-hmm. and takes um, I forgot what her name was, but takes her back and lets her into the compound and says, from the oh,
0: resistance, the lady who was in charge.
1: Yeah, they're all gonna believe that you did it. They're not gonna I'm they're not gonna believe I had anything to do with it. And you know, lets her back out there, and sure enough, they they believe. There's all the belief in there. And oh yeah, yeah. They she she doesn't make long. So, Shima shows up, <laughs> just mm-hmm. out of the blue, and says, the vampires took me, and they tortured me, and she lifts her arms up, and she has little slices on her arms. My first thought was going, that's all the torture the vampires do to you? <laughs> that's it?
0: No. Like, that That was her cover. Like, the other lady, uh, she became the person who was um, guilty of telling where the resistance was and all those other people dying. Whereas it was really Shima or Shima's scent.
1: Yeah, I know. But I was just like, "Uh, you think they do a little bit more torture, a little bit more into torturing if you're torturing. And, And and they bought it like right off the bat and go, Oh, okay then. Yeah. Well, I guess
0: maybe they were so relieved to have one of their own back. Right. Whereas the other one who was guilty, like they totally murdered her. Yeah. Another great episode.
1: Another great episode. We're going to have more coming up next week. It's going to be good. Uh yes. We have another interview coming up next week that we're doing. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh-huh. With uh, another vampire that we – should we tell them who it is and make them wait?
0: Let's make them wait. Okay. We'll it's just, going to be awesome though, guys.
1: We'll just say it was a vampire that was in tonight's episode. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. There you go.
0: And again, make sure you join the Facebook group, Uh, Roland Scab. He always posts nice little tidbits in there for us, or we'll get other things from other crew members. Uh, This week he posted with Simon Barry, the dude who directed the episode, uh, cinematographer Brennan Ugama, first AD Phil Chipperera, and director, writer, executive producer Simon Barry, hard at work on set working out a shot photo by Dan power. Did you know on last week's episode with the scuffle between Axel and Gorman, they played the intensity level to an extreme actually busting through a wall on one take. I told you we were nuts wall nuts. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So they posted uh he posted a picture of some of those guys there. Very
1: cool. Yes. Definitely go over and check that out and join us there for sure. A lot of cool things going on over there.
0: Oh, and a huge congratulations. Um, I posted it on the Facebook group and um, on Twitter as well, but just another huge congratulations to Alex. He won a Best Actor Award for the UBCP ACTRA.
1: Yes, congrats on that. Awesome job. Love it. So if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Van Helsing, 12 Monkeys, and other shows. There are a lot of other awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work.
0: Definitely. Like Brad said, check out the website. Um, look at our most recent interviews for Van Helsing. Also, we've done a couple for 12 Monkeys. We're looking to possibly do some for Incorporated when that drops on uh, November 30th, right? Yes. We also have a quick intro or short intro uh, podcast that we're going to do before the show starts. So look for that to drop maybe sometime next week.
1: Yes, definitely. You'll probably drop on Sunday or Monday or something like that. And we're going to have some other uh, pictures and stuff like that from the uh, upcoming episodes. Some okay. exclusive content to throw out.
0: There. Abs- absolutely. And just keep an eye out for some other articles um, that we're trying to get get out there. I'll see if I can get something out for Timeless this weekend and also for Lucifer because Lucifer has been amazing this season. If you didn't know, uh, the season actually got extended well, with more episodes and it's just been so great. If you're a sci-fi nut uh, please know that Trisha Helfer also known as Six is in the show as um you know Lucifer's mom. She's amazing. Uh, also did you see I did a podcast with Susan this week? Your favorite Susan Monk yes, from Geek Girl Soup. I love Susan so much. Uh, Brad also does a podcast with Susan for Z Nation. Uh, make sure you check that out. It's is Zcast, right? Yep, that's it. Okay, and uh, I will be doing. Did I tell you, I'm going to be doing a Game of Thrones podcast when that drops again, cool. um, with Nattercast. All right. So that's going to be so much fun. I actually talked about Atlanta with them. If you watch that, go ahead and check out that I'm out on Nattercast. Atlanta was such a great show on FX this year. One of my favorites.
1: Very cool. Sounds great. We got all sorts of fun things coming up. Definitely so if you have any thoughts or comments about this episode let us know in the comments below or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook page until next time remember it's the apocalypse don't drink the Kool-Aid
0: even if it's being served by Harrison Wells himself that's it for this episode head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content